Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So, right. so we all know you're a voracious reader, and yeah. you've mentioned quite a few biographies in past episodes. People can go through the catalog and they can see. Um, as it stands now, because there's books being written all the time about various subjects, we want to go through your top three most inspirational biographies that you've ever read. And there's probably going to be more than three. We already know that because we talked about that off air. But uh, what I thought we would do is kind of rank them, you know, as best we can, and maybe even share some stories about why you like them, what you got out of them, and what maybe other people out there who've never had the chance to read that book are going to get from them. So let's just go ahead and fire away, and then I'll sprinkle in some of mine, but yours are much more important than mine. So, Well, I don't know that I would say that and and actually now that we're sitting here i know that i gave you three to yeah. go off of yeah 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 that even though even though i like the one um that had to do with ray crock i would from an inspirational perspective i think i would take and put jordan's ahead of ray's mm, okay um and you know the thing is is i hate i hate rating those things i rate right. them for different reasons not based on the success of those people um but a lot had to do with with what people went through in their life sure. and and the ones that we're going to talk about today the significant significant things that they've they've gone through in their entire life to do the things that they did yeah uh, in what, as, as to what we know them for Let's absolutely so i'm assuming that the book you're referring to the jordan book is was that the life was that the book called The Life yeah, by Roland? So. Yeah, I think that's the one that I read too. And I really did like that because you get a glimpse into, we all know the story about Jordan being cut from his high school team. Well, it starts, edge, in his you know. child, it starts his grandparents yeah. on the river, you yeah. know, in the, in the Carolinas. Right, you know, and like it was a hard life. It was, yeah. it was a hard yeah, yeah, upbringing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you, you like that one. And the, the book you said originally was the Ray Kroc autobiography called grinding it out yeah. which you know which i've listed as third yeah absolutely like, so so well let's go there let's go let's talk about jordan for a minute so you put jordan in there what is it about jordan i mean being a chicago guy we clearly know there was some connection there but what what is about what what was it about his life that you started to take note of <clears throat> that his that his his amazing achievement um to life in sports started with something that was very nasty uh, turning into a positive in his childhood. And it's basically his father saying that you're a worthless piece of shit. Go in the house with the women. You don't know what a 916th wrench is? Go in the house with the women. And constantly comparing him to his older brother, who was more mechanically inclined than he was, not recognizing, um, because Jordan's, Jordan's, um, his athletic, his athletic prowess had not come to the surface yet. He was an athlete. He was a good athlete. He was probably one of the better child athletes, but there's a lot of good child athletes. Sure. A lot of kids are great at those ages. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be world no champions guarantees. someday. You know, there's a lot in between those places. Sure. Um, but, you know, the the in the industry that I'm part of, which is human potential, self-development, greatness, 
business greatness, you know, greatness on, on every level, but really looking at human beings and going, what the hell are we, what are we really capable of? What can we, how can we make things easier? What can we do? How can we make this planet better? You take something, I, I, let me back up. I see people that have terrible adult lives, terrible adult lives that started the same way Jordan did, right? And I'm always fascinated. What is the thing that causes one person to take a comment like that and become a murderer or a serial killer or a rapist or an abusive father or husband? And what is it that takes another person and they channel that into becoming one of the greatest athletes and basketball players ever known to mankind, right? Sure. Two things internalized one way or another determines the outcome seems to be of what the person's life is going to consist of. Right. And the people that we're going to talk about today, every one of them has got the same damn thing. I mean, even Ray Kroc, even yeah. Ray, Ray Kroc. And, yeah. he, and the thing about Ray, the th- well, the thing about both Ray and about Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, was that that success didn't come to later in life. It was, it was an arduous, continuous battle for them, overcoming themselves in order to get to that point. You know, I mean, if you look at Lincoln, he suffered from depression and like all different kinds of psychiatric issues and failure after failure after failure after failure and people didn't like him and he was weird looking dude. You know, he was tall and lanky and bony and um, and he changed, he changed the world. I yeah. mean, he, he set the slaves free. I mean, the Emancipation Proclamation changed everything. You know, um, I'm fascinated by those things. Patton, like if it wasn't for Patton, we might be speaking German. Like people do not realize what this guy did in World War II, you know. And if you ever, like one of the greatest movies, it's also, it's it's a, it's actually, it's, it's, it's a, um, I forget what what the word is. It's historically accurate movie, which is the very first Patton that was made with George C. Scott. You can see the struggle this guy's going through. He knows he's here to do something. And he's meeting with people, you know, Eisenhower's stopping him from this, and he's pissing somebody off over here, and Bradley's over here giving him shit about this. And at the last minute, at the last moment that it could happen, he gets this command, and it breaks it back to Germans. It breaks it back, breaks sure. it back, breaks their back, right? So if you if you get into these biographies, you see where they were preparing for the thing their entire freaking life, their whole life. Lincoln, attempt failure, attempt failure, attempt failure. He had to get to the point where he was numb to that, I believe, to get to one of the greatest decisions that's ever come down in human history, which is do we do we make slavery illegal? Do we are all men actually created equal, right? <clears throat> and even the people in his own cabinet were against him. This was not just a political decision. This was an economic decision. This was a human rights decision. This was across the board. His whole life's preparing him for this, for this, for this battle. For that the, moment. The, for that moment. For that moment. I mean, there's been books written about it. There, if you ever have the opportunity, I've told many, many people this, to go to the Lincoln Museum in Springfield, Illinois. 
They walk you through the process of this decision from his birth. They've recreated everything. They recreated the cabin he was born in. They recreated the house. It, well, it's literally in the area of where he lived at the time. So the house is actually there um, uh, that, him and, that him and his wife lived in. Um, they take you through all of the political documentation and the rhetoric of that day. Um, there's, there, they t- you walk through this, through this um, corridor where cabinets arguing. And the language that they're using is astounding. Like some of the language that they use then, T, we wouldn't even allow it today. I mean, it's, it's really, it's wild. And you're seeing this guy is struggling over two main things. One is there's this human rights thing that's going on, but also what's best for America. What divides America? What brings America together. together, right? And a lot of people don't like to talk about that part of his decision because it was the major part of his decision, right? He was trying trying to follow what the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and everything was leading up to as far as this great experiment of a country that we had. What is the best thing to do here? I don't know what's the best thing to do here, and I've got all these different considerations to make. Um. Uh, uh, with Patton, there's this weird thing that goes throughout the theme of of that book. Um, All of his life, he was being prepared for this great battle. And his number one thing that he was overcoming internally was whether or not he was a coward. As a child, he didn't know. So he kept putting himself in positions that he had to be brave in order to do. Like he stood in front, he stood, like most people don't know this if you've never been in the service. You have to go to a live fire range. And live fire ranges, you you have to be downwind of live fire. You have to see what that actually is like. So when I went through it, you had to crawl under barbed wire in a ditch where they were firing live 50 caliber machine gun over your head. And it's right over your head. That's real. Yeah. And they had a version. They they always had, as far as I know, they've always had a version of the live fire range when you're going through boot camp. It's because you have to experience it. When Patton went through it, he stood up at the end of the range in the live fire and didn't get shot. Wow. And he did it because he had to know what it was like. He wasn't good enough to be downrange of it. He had to be standing up to see, did he have the courage? Fully at risk. Yes, fully at risk. Did he have the courage to do this if it was needed? Because he didn't know if he had the courage. There was something in him that says, no, you're a coward, you're a coward, you're a coward. And his whole life, he worked on overcoming this. I mean, it is through the entire freaking biography. And then, of course, he has to make the most arduous run the most historic storm, um, 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 uh, cross-country um, uh, push during the worst weather after they just got done fighting a battle to get to the front in order to beat back the Germans so that we can win the war. Sure. And he does it. And everybody thought he was crazy for doing it, but he did it. He pulled it off. Right. And he did it. And so then you got Jordan, you know, like he used... People shit talk to to and to the point where he would invent it in his mind that somebody said something to him in order to be gain that you will not keep me down edge right so that he could perform to a level that was unprecedented that we had ever seen before at, right. at that time so and then and then you of course you have Ray Kroc which is which is the fourth one 
who really, really, really believed that he was here to do something. He didn't have any real evidence that that was accurate, but he believed that, that it was. There was something in him that he believed in. And it took, a, it took you know, till he was in his, what, early 50s, but then he came across the idea of McDonald's and he did with it what he did with it, right? He changed the world with what he did with it, good for good or bad, whatever, right. but he changed the world. Totally. You know, I mean, look, is the food great? No, the food's not great. Is the food healthy? No, it's not healthy. But has it done a lot of good for people? Yeah, it's done Absolutely. a lot of good for people. It provides infrastructure. I mean, let's be honest. It was one of the first jobs I had. I yeah. mean, it taught me a tremendous amount about working on a team. It was fun. It kept me out of the streets. You know, well, it's a system. It's I mean, system. it's it's it fully developed. He, you know, who knows what would have happened had he not done what he did for McDonald's. Yeah, That's I, mean, right. I mean, you watch the founder, you kind of get a sense. I read the book, I saw how it played out. A lot of people will say, well, he just stole that idea disagree. He took that totally idea and disagree. made it better. He expanded on it. So yeah. yeah, that's grinding it out by Ray Kroc. Excellent biography for sure. Um, I did, I did pull up Jordan. The life is another one. We talked about Michael Jordan. We also talked about the Jordan rules, which is an exceptional book. That kind of, you know, I, I, when you were talking about Jordan, I was thinking about had he quit after he was cut from his high school basketball team, we never would have known the greatness of Jordan. Yeah. Had he um, decided to not push through after he was getting the tar beat out of him by the Pistons every year, uh, he would have been a footnote in history. He would have been a great player with potential. Yeah, he won the national championship in North Carolina, but had he not broken through that, that Piston wall, then we never would have spoken about him right. being the greatest of all time. So, you know, then you mentioned Lincoln, then you mentioned Patton. So common thread here with all of those people. Um, I assume it's overcoming something great um, because in order to become great, you have to overcome something great. Are there any other through lines from those people? Because a lot of people aren't going to be able to connect Ray Kroc, Michael Jordan, Abraham Lincoln, and George Patton, but there is a common, there's probably multiple common threads here. Yeah. Can you think of any uh, outside of just overcoming something all amazing? Of the, all of them, all of them had an experience in their youth or multiple experiences in their youth that they were not going to let define them as the pain that they experienced because of those things. Um, I mean, for God's sakes, I don't know if there's anybody that's ever experienced more of the negative than Lincoln. I mean, if you read, and there's probably more books been written about, I have not read them all, um, but there's more books been written about Lincoln than any of those other people that I mentioned. What the guy went through was just astounding, um, but he also believed in something else. You know, yeah. he had a... There was something there, and I think all of them had that. And the one you sent to me that I, first of all, full transparency, I've never studied Lincoln. I mean, the only Lincoln I got was I knew he was the 16th president. I knew about, we yeah. had to memorize the, the you know, the Gettysburg Address. I saw him at the Disney's Hall of Presidents, you know, speaking yeah, yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. But I never did a deep dive on him. But you sent along one of these his books, uh, The Lincoln Letters. The private man and warrior. Tell me a little bit about that, because that was those are his letters yeah. in his hand. What is that like, yeah. and what can you glean by studying that to help you in what you do? So, so the, the the here's the way this happened to me. I went to the Lincoln Museum. I and I barely remember this as a kid because it was part of a field trip thing. State history, yeah, right? state history. Yeah. When, when I lived in Illinois, we lived in Chicago. So everybody went probably around the sixth grade, I think, if I remember correctly, something like that. Um, well, back when I went to it, 
that was the old museum. It was the old Lincoln Museum. And there were several Lincoln trips because he was from Illinois. So there was... Land of Lincoln, baby. There was where he was born. There was the house that he lived in when he was in Congress in in Illinois, right? There was all... You know, the Lincoln tomb is there. You know, like sure. there's a lot there to see. Um, so if you're going to go, you know, it takes a day or two, actually, to, to be able to see everything. Okay. When my kids grew up and it was time for them to go... I didn't go when the first two kids went because I was working, so I couldn't go with them. So I, my wife went. But when my when my youngest two went, I had a, they were my wife was going to take them down, and then I was going to meet them down there because I had to work, so I was going to come down like a day later or something. This was after they built the new museum, and I had never built in the new museum, and I was like, well, this is kind of cool, right? So I'm going through this, and I am getting sucked into this story every step of the way. And I'm like, this is absolutely incredible. But what was incredible was the personal battle that this man went through. And I really started to get very, very interested in, like I had heard, you know, that he had psychiatric issues and that he had many failures and he had depressions and like all different kinds of stuff. I had heard all of that. But I never really internalized it as far as, what did that mean to him? How did this play a role in him passing the Emancipation Proclamation? Mm-hmm. How did it affect the way he thought about slavery in the United States? How did it affect the way that he wanted to see the country come together? Like, I didn't really think about those things. And then as I started going through this museum, I was experiencing something that I had never expected to experience, and that was his own personal battle that was going on. So I'm watching... Because you start to get a sense of Lincoln's personal battle because they tell you about it in sure, sure that's the the tone that's being set. Yes, but then all of a sudden, what you realize is that there's nobody for this guy. His own cabinet members were against him. It was it was crazy. So he's having to overcome all of that. Oh, we think people hated Trump. You should see the hate that they hated Lincoln with. I mean, it was insane. It was it was crazy. Right, and. The pressure to do the wrong thing was immense, and he would have gotten away with it, and he probably would have went down as the worst president in history later because of it, Sure, right? So he's up against the shit, and I'm watching this as I go through this. And then things started to get really things that I just didn't realize. So you go through a one hallway where you're hearing all this rhetoric coming from cabinet members and it's different arguments being read by actors, right? It's all, this is all recorded. But what you're seeing is you're seeing all of the different types of satire of the day that are done in like cartoonish memes, so to speak, um, that were on, on fence posts and they were on telephone poles and they were on storefronts and, and you're looking at this and you're going, holy fuck. This is like the racist, most racist shit you've ever seen in your life. There's no way that this would be out there today. And there's no way this... Li- like People don't realize how bad it was then if you've never really exposed yourself. But it was bad. It sure. was really bad. And I, and I started to... I started... As I started to go through it, I was admiring where was this guy coming from to make this decision? Right. And I'm actually, as I'm going through this, I'm making an error I didn't even know. I'm like, man, he must have had a real different sense of like human rights and humanity. And 
and to find out that's not what it was. That was not the crux of the decision. The, and, and people love to put that up there, is that that was the decision, that he freed the African-Americans, right? He did, sure. right? But that was not the weight of the decision that he was facing. It was what is best for America. Right. What divides this country? What brings this country together? He was trying to come from what were the original principles that our founders wanted? What was the vision that they had for us to get to? What did that look like? He was really trying to follow that vision. And it, like, it seems crazy now that anybody would even consider that this would be that we would have leave somebody enslaved, right? It seems crazy. But you have to remember the awareness of the day, right? And I think people really, we really do a disservice to our ancestors when we forget this. They did not have the awareness that we have now. It was not widespread the way that it is now. Um, slavery had been throughout all of written history that we're aware of. It wasn't just African Americans. It was the Egyptians, and it was—I mean, it was everywhere in the world. You know, at at some point in history. So at some point. Human beings had this consciousness that said, for some reason, this was okay to do this, right? In order to change that, we had to grow out of that consciousness. So it's not about so much about making somebody right and wrong. It's about realizing this is not what we want to do to each other, right? Sure. This is not what we want to do to each other. That's a very different thing yeah. than just the right or making each other right, right and wrong. Because if I make you wrong for something today, you'll make me wrong for something tomorrow. There's excuse me, there's no grace in that. There's no forgiveness. There's no expansion into consciousness as to what we can become. I hate when I hear these arguments about people sitting there on their high horse about what we did a hundred years ago. It's like we're, we were at a different level of consciousness a hundred years sure. ago. You cannot hold people to the standard you do today that, that were then. And it's right? it's a constant struggle for it's me as constant. well. Yeah, because they're always, that. well, that doesn't hold up very well. Right. Well, this doesn't hold up very well. Right. Well, if you go back to the time period with which it was holding up, you can't compare apples to oranges. It just doesn't work that way. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And you totally can, and, and damn you if you attach it to somebody's race today. Yeah, like shame on you if you do that. That is not fair to anybody, right? Sure. We have no control over what our ancestors did and we're not... We are the better part of coming out of what those people did in consciousness, right? right? Yeah, we're aware. So, so anyway, aware. so anyway, the 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 vision that the founding fathers had for this country was that it was a vision to get to. It was a place to reach. They knew we weren't there yet. They were trying to set up how do we get people there. Over a period of time, what are the things that we establish now for them to follow to get there? And that's what Lincoln was trying to decipher. He was trying to figure out how do I do my part to get people to this place, right? What is based on the, based on this Constitution? What is the right thing to do with this? Is it to free slavery? Is it to keep slavery? Is it to keep the country divided? What is the thing to do? And he realized that the only way to bring people together was to level the playing field and allow people to come into the consciousness of what was right to begin with, yeah. which, was, which was the most unpopular decision 
that he made sure. at the time. Man. Right? And and that is what impressed me the most. The 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 I cannot imagine what it was like for him to have to go through the process of making that. Yeah, decision. you get that wrong. What's that? It, if you get that wrong, that you decision, that wrong, you get you go that down wrong. As a Hitler. You the, go down yes, as a Hitler. Exactly. Hundred percent. Like the con- <laughs> like people's consciousness around Hitler is never going to change. Hitler no. was Hitler, right? Yeah. He, this way, Stal or a uh, uh, Mao, Mao, Stalin. Yeah. Like it's going to never going to change. It's all in, in, right. That will hold up for like yeah, forever. forever. Yeah. Lincoln yeah. would have been <clears throat> one of those people hadn't he done that. Sure. But he he wasn't even considering how's history going to view me. He's like, what were these founders? trying to get at. What was that vision? And I think today we don't have anybody in our fucking office in government going, what, how do we get to the vision that these people had? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're going backwards. We're going backwards, right? We're not looking at it. We're trying, we have people today that are actually saying that these people were racist and they did this and they did this. No, they had a vision to get humanity out of it. You idiot. Yeah. Like, Racism and slavery and the and the abuse of human rights has been a, a human story. It's been a human story. It's in all human story. How do we get out of it? These people had a vision to get us out, and that's what Lincoln saw, and and that's really the magic of what this guy did to try to get people to raise a level of consciousness to be able to come together. You can sit down and you can pick apart every damn person in history and talk about all the things that they did wrong. It'd be better start with yourself. Yeah. Because, no. <laughs> you know, the, the, you have to, you know, everybody was trying the best that they could to get to some level. Once power started taking over and it became a power trip, then it was like it's a different eh, the Constitution's just kind of yeah. like a talking point. You know, we're going to do whatever it is that we want, and that's what we got going on today. And it's really sad. Yeah, yeah. So the the Lincoln Lincoln letters definitely want people to check that out, and I'm going to link to all these in the show notes below. So I just wanted to read them off because we are going off on Lincoln here. Uh, another biography you sent along to me beforehand, President Lincoln, the duty of a statesman. Yeah. It's another one to check out, uh, Mr. Lincoln, the life of Abraham Lincoln by Alan Guelzo. I mean, there yeah. are books upon. On books upon about, books yeah, about this guy, so you'll be able to read that. Um, also, <laughs> the George Patton book, uh, "War as his I Knew one, It." His, oh, one, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a book on Lincoln on leadership that's fantastic. I didn't put that in there, but it's a very good book. Yeah, absolutely. And that that was another thing that I, as I was thinking, because I'm trying to find the common thread with which all of these guys exist, and leadership was another one. Yeah. Jordan yeah, was yeah. a leader, yeah. uh, much to the chagrin of a lot of his. They were all the leaders. People, yeah. They, they, you know, his teammates, you know, they thought he was just like absolutely a tyrant, but he was a leader and That's he got right. stuff done. Lincoln, a leader, Patton, a leader, of course. That's right. Any other good reads that you've had that you can think of that are, you know, biographies that people should listen to? Um, not that I would want to share in this because I think that I've given, you know, there, there's four people. They all have a thread. They all did different things. Um <laughs> And I don't care who you find, you could you could always say and look for the negative of, of things that they did. I you know what? I really don't care. The, g- let's look at what they did for good. Okay. Let's totally. look at what yeah, they absolutely. Did. let's look at what they did for good because we can learn by let's expand the good and let's not do as much of the negative. Most negative decisions come out of a lack of consciousness, right? Or it's a person who is stuck like I don't know how to do this without causing this problem. Lincoln didn't know how to do this without the Civil War, right? But 
He also knew that keeping people enslaved was not going to lead to anything else except a civil war at some other time in history. It's fascinating. But you, if you do the work and you just, if you, if you read it and you get into it without judgment and just have some compassion, like that's what I would recommend to anybody that is struggling with American history especially. Go to the museum in Springfield and walk through it with just some compassion in your heart. In other words, try to understand that these people were not in the same place that you are in your consciousness. They did not know what you knew. They only had the history that came before them, right? Absolutely. And they were raised, when you're raised with an idea where people tell you slavery is okay, and slavery is okay because those are the meanings that you give that until you learn to think for yourself and figure out that it's not. Right? Yeah. It's not like a given that you're born with that you understand right from wrong. You have to learn that, and you also have to learn it based on what's acceptable in society at the time and what the consciousness level is. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, road trip, Springfield, Illinois. Road trip. Yeah, got road to, definitely got to do that. Road trip. All right, as we wind this down, a couple more I want to mention. Um, don't probably have a lot of time to talk about those, but uh, you did send along uh, the birth, uh, That Will Never Work, The Birth of Netflix. Yeah. That story is a really good one if yeah. you get a chance yeah. to read about that by Mark Randolph. And here were some of my biographies that I kind of listed, and I'll just rattle these off. Steve Jobs, love Fantastic. that. Amazing. Walter Isaacson is an amazing biographer. Definitely check that out. Uh, Shoe Dog by Shoe Phil Dog. Knight, which is the, the Nike story. Fantastic. which is, that's an amazing, that and then more recently, just last year, I fell in love with Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. There was just something about the way he wrote it. He's such an eclectic, yeah. sort of eccentric thinker. It was just kind of see, it was cool to see him put that into, um, yeah. put it put it into book form. Yeah. And then, I wish he'd have varied his talking points on all the podcasts. Oh though. my God, yes. <laughs> I know. Like it was, was the, script, oh, it was when, when he was on there the whole time, every my feed was dominated by McConaughey. It was a McConaissance for sure. And then um, I you got me hooked on, you know, music biographies, uh, scar tissue, Anthony Kiedis from the red hot chili peppers, uh, the heroin diaries by Nikki six, uh, tattoos and tequila by Vince Neal, uh, a red by Sammy Hagar. Like I went through this major phase. Yeah. The dirt, the whole Motley Crue story. And then, um, like life by, uh, Keith Richards, one of my favorites. There's so many books out there. One that that was done, um, forget the guy's name. Um, you learn by so many people. It, I love that you said you can learn from all of these people, and you can learn from the horrible people, the the Hitlers, the the Pol Pots, the the Stalins. You can. There's something oh, to be gleaned yes. there, a hundred percent. Listen, if you don't try to understand where they were coming from, even if it's wrong, you won't know it if you see it again. Yeah, you won't know it when you see it start to come up in its infancy, which we're seeing, and people don't realize what we're seeing. Yeah. We're seeing history happen over again. It's true. It's just that people don't know their damn history. It's true. There's so many good books. I would encourage everybody who's watching this to go out, get some of these books, do a deep study in them. I personally am going to look into Lincoln because I think it's fascinating what you said. Uh, Patton, of course, I've done a little bit of some study on him, but I mean, the leadership, the vision, the fact that they overcame something huge. I mean, there's something to be learned from every single person that you read about. Pick up a biography, read it, and then make sure you tell us what you think about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Love it. Good reading. Happy reading to you, Happy sir. Happy reading to you, sir. All right. <laughs> all 
man, you have a huge reading list ahead of you. What are you going to do? First thing you should do is subscribe to this channel and make sure and ring the bell so you get notified every time we drop something like this. These Full Throttle Thursdays are super fun for us because it's very different from what David usually does. But he does have a way of looking at things that'll blow your mind. Go do us a favor. Tell us what biographies we left off of this list so we can ourselves go out and start buying some more book material. And until the next one, we'll see you on the Successful Mind Podcast. I'll be reading it. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.